Hello, my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast. It is Tuesday, April 20th. Thank you for being here today and for breaking open God's Word. Let's continue through John chapter 6. It's where we're going to be the rest of this week. We are doing it sequentially. We started last Friday with the feeding of the 5,000. Then he did a little bit of walking on water on Saturday, and the crowds caught up to him in Capernaum yesterday and were quizzing him, how did you get here before us? And, uh, and asking about, uh, uh, you know, just who he was. Uh, so let's continue along those lines today. We're going to read John 6, 30 to 35. So a little uh, bit brief, a little bit uh, shorter reading today. Okay. My friends, a reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. The crowd said to Jesus, What sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. So Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, it was not Moses who gave the bread from heaven. My Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So they said to Jesus, Sir, give us this bread always. Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. Brothers and sisters, this is the gospel, the good news of our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So remember yesterday when the crowds caught up with Jesus, because this, this is kind of key because it's going to come into play here. And they said, hey, how did you get here in front of us? Jesus called a spade a spade. Remember, this is the guy who knows human nature. That's what we learned about on Good Friday or on Passion Sunday. When he says he knew human nature all too well and he didn't trust it very much. Well, he nailed him. So they come and find him and, and he says, listen, you're not looking for me uh, because you believe I'm the Messiah. You're not looking for me so you can gain spiritual wisdom. You know why you're looking for me? Because your bellies were filled. You gained food and it was a good meal and you're hungry again. And, uh, and that's why you're back looking for me. And they're like, huh, huh I didn't think he'd, he'd nail us that, that quickly. So that interplay is, is what, uh, from that, we, we segue into today, the beginning of today. So the crowd, again, this is the ones who caught up with him, said to Jesus, what sign can you do? that we may see and believe in you. If he says, listen, you, you know, because after he said, you're just wanting to, to come because you just were fed. He said, you need to come to me. I'm the one who can, can bring life. And then, so they say, what sign can you do that we may see and believe in you? What can you do? Our ancestors ate manna in the desert. You know, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Now, I mean, you got to see the comic relief in this, don't you? At least I do. It's like, come on. Didn't you just get fed? Didn't he just feed 5,000 people with five loaves of bread and two fish? Isn't that what just happened? And if you're looking for signs, does, does that not count? 
pretty big one to me. If I see that sign, I think I'm going to buy into who's doing it. You know, and, and and at some level, it had to be why they, they sought him out too, right? Not just for the food, but wow, this guy is pretty amazing. They were going to crown him king, right? So anyway, the difference a day makes in an empty belly, I guess. What sign can you do? Okay, prove it to us. And in a sense, brothers and sisters, they fall into that pattern of which I spoke yesterday, and I won't speak much more today. Well, I will, but from a different angle. Um, that idea that, ah, oh, that experience yesterday was great. But now that uh, beauty of it or the excitement of it or the life that came from it, that's worn off. And here I am again feeling empty. And so now I have to seek out another experience, another beautiful encounter, uh, another life-giving something in order to fill me today. And then that's going to go because then I'll have to fill, you know, do this again tomorrow. And, and they're kind of talking about that, saying, listen, what sign can you give? Yeah, we saw what you did yesterday, but this is a world of what have you done for me lately. You did that yesterday. I need a sign today. I need a sign again today. And I don't know about you, but for me, boy, that sounds familiar sometimes, doesn't it? You know, when we look for God in, in difficult times and we're like, God, where are you? How come you're not here with me? Where are you? Show me a sign well, he may have showed us 18 signs last week when times were better or, or you know, a, a month ago and a year ago. Is that not good enough for us today? Again, remember, and, and that's no judgment, my friends. That's human nature. I, I do that all the time. So there is no judgment in that. But how do we become people of memory? that remember God's goodness. And that's what the Jewish people did all the time. That's what they remembered on the Passover. They asked questions. Of course, they all knew the answer to them. But it's their way of remembering who God is. That's why we come to Mass all the time. Yes, we hear the same readings. But it's our way of remembering who God has been in our lives and who continues to be there now, even in the midst of those difficult times. That we don't have to have him do these signs again because we remember the God who is, who was, who continues to feed us. You know, and so he says, listen, uh, so this is Jesus retort to them when they say, give us another sign. You know, Moses gave them a sign constantly. He fed them bread from heaven to eat every day, right? In the desert, 40 years. He, he gave constant signs. We want that again. We want that con constancy. I, that's what they're looking for. And, and Jesus says, listen, stop it. Stop it. It wasn't Moses who was the one. Uh, giving you bread from heaven. It wasn't Moses creating this. It was our God who gave you that bread from heaven. For the bread of God, and, and this is where he defines it. This is so good. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So we can look at it and say, oh, he was talking about himself, which of course he was, by the way. But, it, but that definition doesn't limit it to that time and space, does it? It presents it today, too, and says, listen, the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven even today and gives life to the world, not just life to a moment, not just life to that experience, and we have to experience it again, gives life to the world. So they say, okay, so give us this bread always, and Jesus says, I'm that bread, I'm that one. I'm the one who not only came down from heaven and gives life to the world, what he was referring to. I'm that bread now, today. I'm the one who gives life. Whoever comes to me, you're not going to hunger. I mean, this is almost like uh, we're repeating uh, John chapter 4, right, which is the woman at the well. 
who, you know, give me this water always so I don't have to come to this well every day and, and, and get more, right? And he's talking about himself, that he's the one, that, that life-giving water that comes from within. Well, now he's using bread imagery. What are two common things in, in, in scriptural times? Water and, and in wells and, and go, having to go get it and bread. Every household has bread. All these things can be this common that is made holy, what makes it holy? It's God's action. It is God's presence within it. Because they understood those things. Jesus says, I'm that bread. I'm that bread. No longer look for that 40 days worth of bread back then or 40 years worth, that constancy. The constancy is now me and my presence. I'm the one who came down from heaven and gives life to the world. But here's the question I'll leave us, leave us with today. And, and I thought of it yesterday as soon as I ended my podcast and, and, and chastised myself. I thought, Joe, why didn't you, why didn't you ask this? Because this is really the question. And it's a rhetorical one, and it's one I can't answer for you and you can't answer for me. But the truth of these words that Jesus is giving to us in the gospel are just as true today for us as they were to those humans, those disciples, those crowds that were following him 2,000 years ago. And that's this. Why? Why do we seek life in places that, that can't fulfill that? I mean, we know it, right? Everything I said today, everything I said yesterday, you know. You know. You know there's only one life giver. You know that the only one that can give true life is God. Jesus says it time and again. We've talked about it on this podcast time and again. We know that from our life experiences. We all know that. But yet, why do we continue to seek life apart from God? Because we do. Every one of us does. And not just once or twice a week, maybe. We do it all the time. Why do we do that? You know, between yesterday and today, I was reading a story. Um, I don't remember where. I think it was Peter King. Um, Dan Nolte. This is the only reason I clicked on it. Dan Nolte used to be a Minnesota twin. And he was traded in 1999 to the, the New York Yankees. And I saw his name and I thought, oh, I want to read that story. I want to read about Nolte. And the Yankees won the series in 99, swept the Braves. And, uh, and the night that they won, Nolte pitched during the season. He was average, nothing great, nothing spectacular. Uh, didn't pitch in the series at all, but they won in four games, didn't need his arm. He was on the roster. He got a ring. But the night of the celebration, uh, he felt this incredibly deep emptiness. He had reached the pinnacle of his sport. And he, he felt absolutely empty inside to the point where the limousine he was in was going over the George Washington Bridge. And I, and I didn't know any of this before I read this article. He told the limo driver, pull over. Uh, you can keep going on after I get out. I'm going to jump. And the only reason the limo driver didn't do that and we're around today to understand and hear that story is because the traffic was too heavy on the GW Bridge and he couldn't have stopped even if he wanted to. This was a man who had reached the pinnacle of his sport, who had sought everything he thought would be life-giving, and he got there and realized life feels the same today as it did last week. You know, lest you think Dan Nolte is, is an exception rather than the rule, Jack Dempsey, one of the greatest fighters in the world, uh, same story. Changed the name, changed the profession, changed the, changed the award that he's given. The night he won the heavyweight championship title for the first time, he woke up in the middle of the night 
went out walking and, and professed to, I don't remember who it was, that he said, the streets aren't paved with gold today any more than they were yesterday. How come I don't feel any different today? I, I, and again, brothers and sisters, I, that's just two professional sports examples. Why do we chase things? I think we're chasing things far less lofty than Dan Nolte and Jack Dempsey. But why, why do we chase things? Do we think, that again, that grass is greener? Do we think that if I make this action and do this, even though it's going to you know, leave behind this part of who I am, maybe even my integrity, but I'm going to do this here. I'm going to look at this here. I'm going to be involved in this over here. Uh, I'm going to say things over here that feel good at the time. But they don't. They, they leave us empty. But yet we seek it. Are we afraid to give ourselves? Maybe that's it for me. I mean, because it is such, I mean, an everyday full giving. It, it can't be just a little. I can't, and maybe that's it, is, is whatever these things we seek, don't, don't ask all of us. They just ask part of us, and it's easy to give part of us. But God asks all of us, all of our heart, all of our mind, all of our will. And every day, that's a scary thing to give and hard and energetic. Has to, you know, it takes so much energy to do that. Why do we do what we do? We know the bread of life comes from one place, only one place. He tells us, you knew that before you listened today. May we have the courage, the insight, the energy today to give it all to God. And then may we do it again tomorrow. Um, maybe it just takes a humility to remember who we are and who God is and that we're not God. We are dependent and that's an okay thing. I don't know that I can answer that question. I can't fully for myself. Certainly can't answer for you. Where does that come from? All I know is true life for me in my life has only come from one place and I am grateful to God for that. Let's pray. And we continue on through the luminous mysteries today, my friends, and we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The second luminous mystery, the wedding feast at Cana. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. And blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, holy Mary, mother of God. Pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins. Save us from the fires of hell. Lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, as I was praying there, uh, the thought came to my mind, I don't want you to hear me say that we shouldn't give ourselves uh, fully to whatever event, whatever we are participating in. I, I want to be the best father I can be. I want to be the best spouse I can be. I want to be the best minister I can be and, and change whatever for you, all those things. And and we need to do that. I mean, we're called to do that. That We're not called to give a, a half, you know, halfway. We're called to give it fully. But remember, we are not the outcome of whatever that is. That uh, if we are that person, that, that our joy lies in that. Our joy lies in one thing, and that is we are children of God and that we are loved by God today, right here, right now. And, uh, and let that be enough for you and me today, because I think it's enough for God. Take care, my friends. Thank you.